all the way from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, by way of Sacramento, California. This is Kings in the North podcast. And now, the starting two for your listening pleasure. Standing six feet four inches tall at a Jesuit high school, the half-Greek freak, Nick Economy. And standing six feet tall out of McClatchy High School, Big Baller Ben. Kings in the North podcast is sponsored by Cash Considerations. For donations, hit up our Patreon. On this week's show, we've got for you a very special gift. The month-by-month season breakdown. We're going to start where we left off, giving a preseason breakdown, um, before moving into a month-by-month breakdown, all culminating in a projected final record for the 2018-2019 Sacramento Kings. Along the way, uh, we'll give some analysis on key matchups, key stretches in the season, anything we feel is important, and uh, so let's kick it off with the preseason. This preseason, we have six games. Three on the road, two at home at our beautiful Golden One Center, and a neutral site matchup in beautiful Seattle, Washington. So to kick off the preseason, we play Phoenix, and then we have LA, the Warriors in Seattle, Maccabee, Tel Aviv, Utah, and Portland. Ben, how do you think we're going to fare? Um, well, I guess just to, to get it started, I think we're going to go two and four, like, like we said last show. I think we're going to go two and four in the preseason, um, borderline three and three. Because I don't know, you never really know how these guys are going to show up, even if they're going to play in the preseason. Um, I think we're going to split the difference with Phoenix and LA. I think we'll come out, play pretty well against Phoenix, and then um, lose in LA. Um, I think in Seattle, um, in the deteriorating annals of Key Arena. I this might think. be the last game ever played at Key Arena. Yeah, I know. I think, especially with that new hockey stadium going in. Yeah, that's true. I think I think we're gonna fall to the Warriors. Um, I think we'll we'll edge one out against Maccabee Tel Aviv, but I don't. You never know. The those the uh, Israeli teams are always play pretty tough. Um, shout out to Omri Caspi. Um, and then to to end the preseason on a back to back, we got a. Uh, a home game versus Utah, and a, a road contest versus Portland. Um, I, I could see us falling in both of those. I actually, I do. I, I see us falling in, in both of those games. Those teams are just, you know, th- those aren't the teams at the top of the of the pyramid, but you know, they're like t- a notch or two above what you know what we got to offer. So yeah, I'm gonna say two and four. Yeah, this is where I differ with you. I agree in the first four matchups, but uh, I think that. We have a good chance of beating Utah with that crazy crowd at Golden One Center just to, to fuel the Rooks and the Youngins. So I think we'll end up 3-3. Three and three. But again, it's preseason, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, moving on to the regular season. October sees us facing Utah, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Denver, Memphis, uh, the Wizards, Miami, and Orlando Magic. Ben, how do you think we're going to do um, I don't know. I think we're going to have a decent start. I mean, for our standards the past couple seasons, I see us going, you know, three and five. And like, like always, that could border on a 500 record in the month of October. I think some key, key games there. Obviously we got uh, a back to back at Denver and then at home versus Memphis. Um, I think we're going to split the difference there, get a win at home. A couple yeah, days. I think, I think the Nuggets 
are going to be a tough game for us, but yeah, I, Memphis, really, I really do too. Memphis at home will be an interesting game. Um, you know, I mean, a game I'm I'm excited for is uh, at home versus Washington. It's a nationally tele. I mean, it's NBA TV, so it's nationally televised. We get to showcase the product. Um, what do you think? Yeah, DC is interesting. I mean, nationally televised, got the beautiful court on TV, but that team is in such disarray between signing Dwight Howard, who's pretty washed, uh, John Wall looking straight out of prison in that Team USA photo. I think I think DC is going to be good this year. I mean, they're going to be really boom or bust. No, I, I think, think they're going to be. I think they're going to be boom. I think if I Dwight plays like he did in some games last year where he was putting up like 20 rebounds, uh, they could be a really formidable team in the East. But if Dwight continues to be that locker room cancer, yeah, it might he might just make him implode even further than Marcin Gortat was last year. Yeah, good point. I mean, I, I think that they don't need Dwight to miss jump shots because they already have John Wall to do that. So... I think they just need to play the style of basketball, the the run the floor style of basketball. That I don't know. They didn't pioneer that, but they they kind of came into that style of basketball just as early as anyone else did. And I, I mean, you can attribute that to John Wall's play style. But well, hopefully, our John Wall, De'Aaron Fox, yeah, the better, will the help quicker, the quicker, yeah, and more clutch. Of course, will uh, bring us towards that play style here in the near future. Yeah, I think, I mean, October's one of those months, like a shortened month, like April and February are, due to the All-Star break. Um, so it's, you know, it's hard to get, like, a, a good representation of the team after the first month of the year, being the shortened month, but I don't know. I think I think we'll go 3-5, and five, and I think the team will look decent. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I, I said 2-6 and six for that first month. Um However, I do have a pretty rough patch to, mm-hmm. to really kick off the season 0-4. Hopefully... No, I got us going 0-4 too, but I have us winning the, some of the later. Yeah, I have a, a win against Memphis and a win against the Magic. Um, but those first four matchups, if hopefully GQ Dave will be there still after. Oh, I think he will for sure. I mean, I think we've learned our lesson of... The mid-season fire. Especially the early season yeah. knee-jerk fire. I think that's a, a bad call. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some major problems to fire a head coach after the first month. And I just don't see that happening. I think we have some, we you know, somewhat have an identity with the team. and Or at least a way that... Like a direction. Uh, yeah, a direction is a good way to put it. Alright, so let's move into the first full month of the year, November. Got 13 games. 13 games on the slate. We got three games um, in the division. Um, yeah. Go ahead. The the total opponents who we're playing, we see Atlanta, Milwaukee, Toronto, Minnesota, the Lakers, the Spurs, Memphis again, uh, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Warriors the Jazz again, and the Clippers. Um, along with these games, real big standout games are obviously Memphis in Memphis. Um, and then the three big conference games against the Lakers, the Warriors. Divisional. And the divisional Sorry, games. yeah. Divisional games against the Lakers, the Warriors, and the Clippers. I, I really think this is going to be a really tough month 
for the boys. Uh, if if they can maybe get a couple good wins here and there, I think it'd be a success. Um, there's a lot of formidable playoff opponents, so I think we'll end up around two and eleven after a really tough month. Yeah, I mean, I agree that it's a tough month on paper. I mean, and we're looking at it right now, and you're just like, okay, there's a lot of you know playoff teams, and we got you know a lot of them on the road. But I mean, not just playoff teams; these are top these are contenders. Half, yeah, uh, are there really contenders outside of Golden State? Well, but yeah, that's true. The, these are pl- teams that earn the top half. Yeah, for of sure. their of their conference. Yeah, these are top. These are top four seeds. Um. So like yeah, I mean you said two and eleven, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go obviously eleven and two. I'm gonna split, basically split the difference. I'm gonna say we're gonna go six and seven. I think we have, I think we're gonna come out and beat Atlanta. They're gonna beat down Atlanta. I mean, I'd hope so. Yeah, um, and then I think that'll just set the tone for the whole month. I think we're gonna play the road games. Pretty well. I think that's the one thing that I want to see this year is just I don't want to be blown out on the road. That's it shouldn't happen in the NBA. A, a like a road blowout should not happen. You should be in. Ideally, you should be in every game. Like I understand here and there, the, the Kings are going to lose by twenty plus points, but you, we should never be blown out. We have the talent to see when the shooting. To stay in any game, so I think maybe six and seven is optimistic, but I think we're gonna get. Um, yeah, I mean, as long as there's no more of those what thirty point losses to Atlanta, yeah, um, I'd be happy. Last year we were pretty consistent. We went fourteen and twenty seven at home, and thirteen and twenty eight on the road. Um, both suck, but <laughs> I don't see either of those getting much better this year. Yeah. And I just I just want to see some consistency all around. I like the consistency we currently have. Um, so let's see let's see how the season starts. You never know again who might be injured halfway through the season, or yeah. s- something like how uh, Russell Westbrook is missing the first few games. Yeah, a so. couple. That's true, with the knee. Yeah. Um, the one key thing I'm looking for in November is um, the Lakers on a back-to-back. It's a home game, so you'd think, you know, we're used to the, you know, we show up at the same time and, we're you know, there's no, like, ambiguity of will I get to the arena at a certain time. Um, but, you know, it's the first time that we're going to see um, LeBron in the Lakers uniform. So it's also our first rest divisional in peace to game. my childhood. It's also our first divisional game. That's true. So it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see how the boys play at home against a very formidable opponent with a very strained roster around him. Correct. And also, I think I mean, we're gonna get one win versus Golden State because we. I mean, we have to. We always do. It's one of those things where like. I don't know if they're, you know, resting their players or if they don't show up or... Again, another team that always faces injuries. Correct. 
so I mean I could see our win versus Golden State um, in the month of November, but I don't know. At the same time, I'm gonna say six and seven. So let's move on to December. We got 15 games in the month of December. We got five versus divisional opponents, and we have one game on December 19th against Oklahoma City, which is nationally televised on NBA TV. So, out of the what's the out of the 15 games, what do you see as the record? What do you see as the key matchups? Obviously, we got. A little little road trip, but what are you looking for? Yeah, I December is really optimistic. Um, I see us going over five hundred. Actually, the mm-hmm. only month that I have us over five hundred at eight and seven. Um, some key matchups again: Golden State at home, um, Phoenix on the road, uh, Memphis at home again, and the three nights against. LA teams back to back against the Clippers Lakers one at home and one on the road and then finishing off 2018 against the Lakers at Staples Center um so those those three the little LA home and home yeah what do you think of what do you think our record is cuz we got you know two on the road one at home i i think i mean i think that we have a good shot at going two and one. Uh, I mean, I think we're going to win all three of those games. I, mean, I, think, I think we could. I mean, I think if we beat the Lakers at home, they'll come out in LA and just smoke us. LeBron yeah. will have like a 35 point, 15 rebound, nine assist, beat down showing. Yeah. Um, it's a, yeah, you can just, I don't know, revenge on, game, on paper so. you just forget they have LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 much different than the yeah. last, like, three or four years like, That's true. of sad Lakers teams. Yeah, the one thing I noticed in December is um, the, the league kind of makes up for us not playing on Christmas Day by having a back-to-back the 26th and the 27th. Yeah, I mean, it's too bad that those games aren't nationally televised because that Lakers-Kings rivalry is... A great rivalry for basketball, especially with the budding Kings, who hopefully will be good in the next few years. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, the the games we have nationally televised are, are, are odd, for sure, because, I mean, I guess I'll take any, any nationally televised game at home, but I just don't really see the appeal of... I don't know a game against with the Sacramento OKC or Sacramento Washington. I mean, I I would rather see the the Lakers or maybe like a if if you got to play like a an East Coast team, maybe Boston. Even uh, even like the Knicks with their young team. Yeah, it'd that's be a, fun yeah, to see Frankie, Frankie Smokes mm-hmm. and Kevin Knox now. Even if they're missing Porzingis, it would be a really fun matchup of a couple of really young teams. Yeah, and even if we don't get a um, a Lakers a Lakers game on TV, I think another interesting game would be Phoenix. We're we're you know we're kind of linked with Phoenix through the draft, the going one and two, 
I mean, uh, and and they're also another one of those fun young teams. So I don't know whoever scheduled these yeah. nationally televised games was thinking. And get that override from the commish. Yeah, let's call it Batum tomorrow. Uh, anyways, at the end of the year, I see the Kings being around ten to twelve wins, um, and a lot of losses. Yeah, I think. 2018 is going to fare far better this year than twenty the second half of 2019. Um, I see us having the bulk of our wins in that in that stretch. I think, well, I guess we'll get into it later. We'll, we'll cut the season off at the All-Star break like they kind of want you to do. This is just something that we've always talked about is when when it came out that Atlanta had that fan, the fan pricing with all the crazy concessions for rock bottom prices. We were just thinking, how could the Kings do something to, you know, I mean, help out the fan? Because at the at the draft, the place was popping because the popcorn, the the dogs, the beer, it was all reasonably priced, and I mean, it it should be. And, I mean, if you've ever grown up or been to Sacramento, you know that the River Cats do the dollar dog, $2 beers, dollar ice creams. And the Kings really never have done a family night type of real discount deals. So we were thinking, like, how could it, you know, become profitable for the team and also interesting for the fans? Something that doesn't, like, something that incentivizes winning but at the same time, it's realistic. So we were thinking, if we started, this is just an idea. So, Vivek, if you're listening, here you go. If we started, if there was like a base price for concessions, let's just say, let's just say beer. Because that's something that everyone can get behind. Please drink responsibly. Um, if you started with like a base price of three of $3, right? People are going to go wild. But that's not going to be the price the whole season. I mean, it, it can't be because we might go too wild. So we were thinking, if every home win, this could be modified for every win, but it just if every home win, it, the price of beer inc- incrementally, excuse me, incrementally rose. Um, you want to get into it? You're the yeah. You're so the fin- financier. So Ben and I have slightly different ideas. He wants to do home wins, and on each home win, the beer prices go up by a dollar until they hit that current price of $14. Then on each home win after that, they'll go up by a quarter or 50 cents up into perpetuity. Exactly. So my thinking is that we're going to get October, November, December, maybe even into January. I will just say cut it off at, at December, be optimistic. Where we're not going to hit those 11, 12 home wins to really make the beer price exceed the current amount of 14 bucks. My thinking is that you just get people in there at the beginning of the year when the team is, I'm predicting, going to look halfway decent. You get people in there going crazy for the team. I mean, we already do. Best fans in the NBA. Easily. But, but I, I was thinking, and then for the team, 
It incentivizes winning because once we hit the second half of the season, you you know, once it goes up by that quarter, or that 50 cents, however they want to do it, I, I don't think people are going to be, you know, too pissed off that the beer is now fifteen fifty instead of $14 because for three months it was eight bucks. And then on top of that, you get to watch a winning basketball team. Exactly. And I think, I mean, I don't know if it puts people into seats, but the people that are in the seats, I think are going to have a lot better time. Um, yeah. I mean, my, my idea was very similar, but instead of home wins, just general wins for the first 10 increased by a dollar, the next 20. So wins 11 through 30, Increased by fifty cents. So by the time the team has thirty wins, a beer's twenty bucks. But he, but he is more riding on the fact uh, with his prediction that we're going to hit thirty wins. Yeah, and and additionally, like I mean, this is a more long term plan. You can use it when the team's bad or when the team's good. Exactly. I think this year, obviously, ticket sales isn't a problem. I think it's just like the. The feeling in the arena, you know, the yeah. the negativity. I don't think it's going to be that bad because we have Marvin Bagley. We're going to showcase Marvin Bagley as this the number two pick. We have a lot of young guys and a lot of potential. But I when think, that when that potential wears off, exactly. So maybe this could be something we backlog to the end of the season. I was actually thinking this is something in the future we could use, like next year when we don't have a pick as of now to showcase. There's no. You know, there's no potential Zion Williamson jersey sales or whoever you yeah, know, we no, get. No Cam Reddish. Exactly. No there's, Canadian freak. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this could be something we could use in the future. Again, this could also be used. This is I actually came up with this idea for ticket sales. Whereas you take 200, however many, upper bowl tickets and you go out into the community. You go... To places where, you know, they're not going to go to the games. You could work. The Kings already have a partnership with Sack High. You could you could go to these places where, you know, these kids don't get to go see basketball. And maybe they don't want to see the Kings necessarily. They go see the, you know, whoever we're playing. Either way, we, we, we grow the sport. NBA 3.0, whatever that actually means. But we take these 200 or so tickets and we set the base price and then every win the ticket price goes up. So you're only, you know, you're selling these tickets at the start of the season for 8 bucks instead of, you know, 28 or however, you know, what the market value is. But you just allow people to go to the game and you sell, like, obviously the lower bowls sold out. But I've been to plenty of games where the upper bowls, like, there's Hit seats, or miss. Yeah, it's seats here and there. It's a Tuesday and you know you don't want to go see, I don't know Atlanta or some. We're always hating on Atlanta, um, but I don't know. I think it, the ticket sales is just as interesting. I don't see the team ever doing that because I don't know why would they? Yeah. Why would they help out people? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but okay, let's move on to January. That was our spiel for the week. So January, we got a another. Pretty tough schedule. Yeah. A lot of home games before a big road stretch. Yeah, the biggest road stretch of the year. And I think, is this the month with the most... Oh, no. December has the most conference matchups. Correct. But January also sees a few. No, divisional. Divisional, divisional matchups. Damn it. 
Yeah, divisional matchups. Um, January still has a couple with us playing in Phoenix, Golden State at home, and in Los Angeles to see the second tier. <laughs> For sure. So, uh, what, what do you got the record? I I have them at six and nine. Okay. Uh, a couple of you know home wins. Who knows? We got a lot of home games to start the start the the new year, and you never know what can go on at Golden One. That's true, especially with a little uh, Grant magic. Of course. Um, yeah, I think January. I like all these months. It has the opportunity to go five hundred. I don't see that happening. I think we're gonna go four and eleven or thereabout. I think the road trip at the end of the month is interesting because it's not necessarily like a bunch of crazy teams. I think it's a lot of beatable teams. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I think the, the stigma is that it's on the road, but there's a lot of teams we could take to the wire. So what, what do you have as your key games for January? Um, I think the back to back on the seventh and the eighth, we have Orlando at home and then Phoenix, um, on the road. I think both of those are very winnable games, but I could see the team losing both because two days prior we played Golden State. That's always a tough matchup. Yeah. Then we have Orlando at home, and then we go to Phoenix. So I think that's like a three-game stretch where we could easily win two of the games, but we might drop all three because we have this hangover from Golden State. Yeah. I think that's, that's a key. I think all of the – what is that? Seven? Is it seven? Seven home yeah. games. No, sorry, road. Oh. Seven-game road trip. I think it's an eight-game. Oh, the seven-game road trip to end the to month. To end the month. Yeah. I think all of those games are interesting. Again, I'm I'm, I'm kind of on this... I'm going to stick with this back-to-back sort of thing. I think Brooklyn and Toronto, the 21st, 22nd. I think if we, if we somehow take... You know, if Brooklyn takes us or we take Brooklyn... To the wire, I think we're gonna lose against Toronto. Toronto's gonna be a, Toronto's always a that, tough that's matchup. What yeah, for... no, that's what I'm saying. I think so. I think if if the Brooklyn game goes to the wire, there's no way we're gonna take Toronto anywhere. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you on a lot of that. Um, my most interesting matchup is Charlotte, mm-hmm. especially if Kemba Walker gets traded. Yeah, and this is like in that zone of it's. A couple weeks before the All Star break, and teams are looking to shop around. I, that's a, yeah, that's a good. One. If if like the Lakers want to dish Rondo and Javale and have another star for maybe, the rest of the year, maybe Lance. Yeah, maybe even Lance, <laughs> crowd favorite. Yeah. Um. No, I think yeah. No, I think January is is an odd month because barring the Phoenix game on the road, it's literally a home stretch and then a road stretch. So it's it's kind of, on paper, it's it's a little funky. And I think those home games are going to really, um, really favor the Kings just because it's always nice to be able to go get practice in and have these long home stretch stretches where you're, you're at home. You get to yeah, and if not like a practice, just get some work in in your in your home gym, you know. In and like yeah, there's I mean, film is readily available almost anywhere nowadays. Yeah. But it is nice to be at home and have a nice home. Home's stretch. where the heart is. 
Exactly. All right, so we got a little differing opinion on January, but we'll say we're we're both going to say it's we're going to you know more losses than wins. Yeah, obviously. but it there, it's a weird month that could really go either way. Correct. For me, January is the start of the of the drop off in the year. I think we're going to have mo- win most of our games in 2018. I think. We'll, Get a couple in January. Let's move on to the shortened month of February. Shortened due to the All-Star break. Shortened also because it's a short month. That's true. To other months. A shortened month. And it's... Yes, correct. Good point. Uh, anyway, before the All-Star break, we play Philadelphia, the Spurs, the Rockets, the Heat, Phoenix Suns, and the Nuggets. Um, most of those are at home with a five-game home stretch. Plus Denver on the road right before the All-Star break. Uh, after the All-Star break, we have, we're have at Oracle Center. Then... Arena. Oracle Arena. <laughs> Who cares? And then we're in OKC. And then we play Minnesota and Milwaukee to close out the month. Yeah. Uh, before the All-Star break... I, I could see a couple of those games swinging toward the Kings. And after, I really don't see us winning any. I had us going 2-8 and eight for the month. Yeah, I'm similar. I got us going 1-9, and nine, honestly. And let's see. We got two games in the division at Golden State um, at home against Phoenix. We have a similar, similar thing with... Um, What's your record before the All-Star break? Yeah, before the All-Star break, I have us playing like pretty decently for King standards and going 20 and 37. And I think the one game that we differ, well, we get differ a lot of places. But you are 19 and 38, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, I think that one game is the one game in February where uh I say that we beat Miami at home. And I don't think you no. you agree. So it's it's, it's D Wade's last hurrah. Yeah, um, I think I think after the All Star break is where we really get you know where where the league wants to cut cut the year in two, even though it's it's not you know an even number. I think after the All Star break, we're not looking hot at all. I think we're gonna drop off. You, I'm I'm a bit more positive looking on that second half of the season, honestly. Just look this one up. This is going to be an interesting, actually, matchup. Uh, the first game back, we have the Warriors. Yeah. At, in At Oracle. Yeah. Um, knowing the Kings, we might get one dude in Charlotte for the All-Star weekend for some crazy event. Maybe Bagley for the dunk contest or something of the sort. But knowing that... I think, no, I think Bagley would be in the... Uh... Maybe skills challenge something. Yeah, no, I, the skills the as the big because they they have the bigs and I think he'll look good and they want to incorporate. I mean, they want to force feed every team into those events. But what I'm getting at here is that the Warriors are going to have at least four players. Oh, I see. If not saying. more. Yeah, but, traveling to Charlotte, including hometown Charlotte boy Steph Curry, correct. Wardell, and so coming back yeah. off that long weekend. Of them playing and partying and hanging out, I think they're we might gonna be able rest. To steal one. I think they're gonna rest. 
Yeah. Honestly. We might be able to steal one there. So that'll be an interesting game to watch. No, I'm saying I think I think the Warriors, I don't think the Warriors are going to, I think they'll start the players because they have to for the jersey sales, for the All-Star jersey sales. Well, after they changed the format of the All-Star game last year where it's now that competition for, for charity, mm. they can't really get away with resting much anymore. Yeah, it looks, looks kind of bad. You're right. All so right, well. it'll, be, it'll be interesting. I think that's a, a key matchup for the month. Yeah, in February we also have... Um, Another NBA TV game at home versus the Spurs. Big loss. Yeah, that's... Pop never gives those away. We're... It'll be a tough one. Yeah. Um, Alright, on to March. We got... 16 games. Uh, so those 16 games we play... Los Angeles Clippers, the New York Knicks, the Celtics, Knicks again, uh, the Wizards, the Celtics again, the 76ers... Then we have a nice little home stretch against the Bulls, the Nets, the Mavericks, and the Suns before ending the month on the road against the Lakers, Mavericks, Pelicans, Rockets, and Spurs. This is a really interesting month. Again, it's a weird home stretch, road trip, home stretch, road trip instead of maybe a game here and there like December was. Um... With a couple of really tough road stretches mm-hmm. and really tough groups of games. Correct. Uh, to start off the month, we're playing a lot of Eastern Conference teams mm-hmm. with s- about eight of the toughest games going from Knicks, Celtics, Knicks, Wizards, Celtics, 76ers, Chicago, and then Brooklyn. Um, I, I, I honestly think that might be one of the toughest stretches Especially with a really interesting young Knicks team, um, a great Boston team, probably top two in the East, uh, a DC team that could either be completely imploding and embracing the tank in March, or be on their way to a high playoff seed, a Philadelphia team, again, that we don't know much about, but what we do know about it is that Joel Embiid's dominant and and Ben Simmons Looked pretty dominant last year. And then Chicago and Brooklyn, which are two really wild card, middle-of-the-road teams that had flashes last year. Yeah. No, I I mean, I think the beginning of the month, obviously, like you said, it's tough. I only have us winning three games. I think this is going to be by far our worst month. I think this is where we're, you know, if, if if, if we've done anything this season, I think this is where it kind of... We regress. This is where we might send, or I'm sorry, pull up someone from um, from Stockton to see what see what's see what happens with them. The two way players might get some more time. This this could be Zebo's last hurrah. I well, think I'm not it, upset about that at all. That's true. I think no, I like Zebo. I just like him on the bench. Yeah, a lot more. This is a tough one. I think the end of the month really feeds... We'll get into this, but it really kind of feeds into April. It's March and... I mean, April's shortened because we're not going to make the playoffs. Just So what was your record? Spoiler. 3-13? Three, 3-13. Three and 13. I think March and, March and April are one and the same. But to stick with March, I think 3-13, and 13, I think we're going to get a couple of scattered wins. I think we're going to lose. I'm a big back-to-back looking at the back-to-back guy. I think we got Boston-Philly on the road. We That's got, a tough... 
we two got tough places to play. We got Phoenix at home, LA on the road, and then we got Houston, San Antonio. I think we're gonna lose all six of those games. Yeah, I I I differ with you a lot in March. I actually say that we're gonna go five hundred, eight and eight. Mm. Um do tell. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty ambitious, but I think I mean I think that the Kings will beat the Lakers or the Clippers, sorry, mm-hmm. four times this year. They will not lose a game to the Clippers. Okay. Um I think that the the home games against the Knicks, we have a a bit of an advantage just cuz both teams are young, both teams are kind of scattered, but I think that the Kings are honestly built better than the Knicks. Thank you, James Dolan. <laughs> and then I think that we get a nice little four-game win streak at home in those four home games where we're not playing a back-to-back. We play Chicago, Brooklyn, Dallas, and the start of a back-to-back against Phoenix. Mm -hmm. But we can go all out at home and kind of concede that we're going to lose the King on the 24th. Um, And then I think that we have a bounce-back game on the 26th against Dallas. Uh... I mean, the, the big one that I have that's a bit of a shot, this is a real stretch, is actually just beating Boston on the road. But if you look at Kyrie Irving, he's never played 82 games in his career, and this is always the stretch where he pulls a hamstring, rolls an ankle, has a knee tweak, and he misses a certain amount of games. And, I mean, without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward, they're still a better team. Without a doubt. But that's the thing about young guys is you never know how they might actually play. You never know what they're going to end up like. So we might be able to pull one out of our ass at TD Garden and win a game here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't see it's going 8, what did you say, 8 and 8? Eight eight? Eight. Yeah. No. It's 500. Yeah, 500 of the month of March is, uh, I don't know, if you get that right, you might have to go to Vegas with those... Uh, Predictions. I don't know. That's. I, I don't see that. I think getting into April, I think the end of March on the road five games is going to really not fare well for the five games in April. I, I, we, sorry, the, the sit, wait. Five games in April. Five games. Yeah, the, the five games in April. I have this going one and four. We play at home. Versus Houston, at home versus Cleveland, on the road to Utah, at home versus New Orleans, and then we finish the season April 10th at the Rose Garden in Portland. Um, Yeah, I think March and April, if you lump them into one kind of just stretch, I think it's it looks bad. And with no draft pick as of now, it looks doubly bad because I think... We're not, I mean... We're like playing a lot of contenders. Like, that's, I was just about to say that. Good point. I think we're playing a lot of teams that are, that are, you know, they're going to not even, cont- like, well, contenders in the sense that they'll make it deep into the playoffs, not the sense that they'll win. Yeah. But we're also playing teams that, you know, they want, they're jockeying for playoff position. Yeah. And Basically, I mean, if- what I'm getting at is these these teams won't be resting players. We're going to be having to play these teams you know, hard every night, and spoiler alert, we aren't making the playoffs, 
And so I think we're playing for pride, and that's that's fine, I guess, for the billionth straight year. But at the end, at the end, I think after the All Star break, I think we we're going four and twenty one. Um, I guess it's kind of par for the course, though. I mean, that's what young teams seem to do: drop off. Yeah, I uh, I think that that last month stretch is really tough. Um, of the five teams we play, Houston, Utah, New Orleans, and Portland are all posed to be somewhere between 3 and 10 in the Western mm-hmm. standings. Maybe Houston's number two, but I honestly don't think their defense is nearly as good as it was last year. Yeah, they lost a lot of pieces. A lot that, of pieces. That made that team click. Um. So, and then even looking back, San Antonio on top of that, another... Two to ten team, and I New Orleans. I think I've always thought Portland is a bit. I wouldn't say overrated, but they're not like a team that's gonna make the. I mean, obviously they're not gonna make a conference final in this NBA. They got a you know they got a good backcourt. Oh, well, they've they've really screwed up by overpaying. Yeah, they've forgot. guys like Evan Turner, yeah, Alfarik Aminu, and others. I, I mean, I just think that that. That's like the type of team that the Kings are like striving to be, not like the backcourt of Golden State, like the backcourt of the the skill set, the win total of Portland. I don't think we should strive to be that team. I think the Kings are very close to that team. We you know, we overpay players that we shouldn't and we've drafted to kind of build this you know, these this like backcourt of the future. I don't know. I think it's a little, it's a little like it's poetic justice we play at Portland in the end because I think that's the team that we, if not Golden State, that's the team we're striving to be. And I don't know. Let's get a win. Yeah, let's let's hopefully sneak out of there with a big W. So at the end of the year, I got us going twenty three and fifty nine, give or take a game or two. But I'm I'm gonna stick by that. I'm gonna say we we aren't gonna win. Over 25 games, for sure. I'm a bit more am- ambitious here. I said we went 30-52, and 52, kind of buoyed by a couple of really nice home win streaks. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's it's tough to really predict. Nobody knows who's going to break their ankle on the first play of the first game. Nobody knows who's going to be out the entire season. If LeBron is going to break that healthy game streak... Or if somebody's just gonna be like signing with China and not playing, so it. I mean, right now it's hard to predict, but I think thirty would be a. I'd be more than satisfied if the Kings won thirty games this year. Yeah, I would be too. I don't see it happening, but that's like a goal that. I mean, if we want to be a perennial power ever. We gotta crack that thirty. Gotta crack thirty every year. It's like it's yeah. it's. I mean, it's borderline disgraceful. Yeah, but I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, like even some of the worst historic teams in the NBA, like the Minnesota Timberwolves, they had Kevin Garnett and they were pretty dominant for a while before he left because they wouldn't put pieces around him, so, and they they started to lose. They had five years where they didn't crack thirty. And two years with Kevin Love where they did. Then Kevin Love leaves. 
And they only took two more years under 30. I mean, the Kings have had so many years under 30 wins. I mean, I think with DeMarcus, we had one year over 30. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean it's almost, it's like comical to the point where it takes, all, all these teams have the ebb and flow of players leaving and players coming and winning and losing, but it just doesn't take, I mean, unless... I mean, like, even the the team that we kind of dump on all the time, Atlanta, was a one seed, what, yeah, three years ago? Yeah, 60 games. No, that was four, four years ago. Four years ago. But anyway... We all we want is just to have something to cheer for, and if these young guys can get thirty wins this year, maybe next year it'll be thirty-five. Maybe two years down the road, at the end of De'Aaron's rookie contract, it'll be forty. Hopefully, and, and we might be in the playoffs for the first time since what two thousand two thousand six. Yeah. So um, no, I think just to end to end today's episode, I think. It's, you know, we're not being positive or negative. At least I'm I'm trying to be realistic. I think 30 wins is optimistic. It's realistic yet optimistic. I think the 23 to 25 wins is the most realistic. I'm going to stick with that. I think 30 wins is something great to shoot for. I just want to say thank you to Adam Silver for starting the season a little earlier. For the fans, it's nice. And also for the players... We have 24 of the 82 games on a back-to-back, but we don't have a single uh, four games and five nights stretch, which, I mean, we want to see the players play. We paid the money to see the players play. We don't want injuries, you know, from overwork. And I think I'm excited to see the preseason start October 1st. I mean, it's a couple weeks away, and I think these uh, changes have been great. And now, on to everybody's favorite segment, Dirty Dan's Hot Take of the Week. If you guys have any questions you'd like to see Dan answer, email us at kingsinthenorthpod at gmail.com. Dan, thanks for coming on the podcast again. Thanks for having me, boys. So this week, we have a couple questions for you. Ben, hit him with them. Yeah, we got a two-parter. So the first one, we play 16 games in the division this season. And so, we want to know, in your expert opinion, out of 16, how many wins do the Kings get? Well, since it is an expert opinion, I would say they're going to win full games this season. Okay, no, actually, no, no, no. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. Alright, and then um, we want to do a, a full season record. I said we were going to go 23 and 59. I said 30 and 52. So, out of 82, how many games do the Kings win? Um, I'm going to take the conservative route and I'm going to go 23. And that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Good day, lads.